Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 98 of the Fresher and Parlance show. I am Parlance. And I think Fresher has died. So I think we're going to just go on without Fresher for the time being. I wanted to uh, kind of uh, get into, well, Fresher, how was your week? Hmm. <laughs> Okay, he's back. He's back. Um, oh, am I back? Yes. You're back. I didn't know I actually got back. I was just about to type to you. Ugh, my computer is in a limbo state. Cause, yeah. uh Like, I was updating the uh, the hard drive, like, trying to put an SSD in, but then, like, I never finished because imaging it is smaller, and there's the stuff, and, like, my SATA control is broken, and it's just a bunch of stuff. So I'm... Took me a while just to get it back up and running. But yes, thank you for asking, <laughs> Parlance. Um, that's good. I, I don't really have, we didn't, we, first off, we had a ton of technical difficulties, obviously, before the show. Um, everyone's getting a little bit late, but uh, did you do anything fun this week, Fresher? I know this is, this is the part of the show everyone loves. What'd you do this week, Fresher? That was so much fun. I know what I did. And then I just say, oh, you know, some stuff. And then it like turns out that it's like going to Japan or something that like everyone would be impressed with. <laughs> you know what I mean? But let's see. Uh, oh, I updated my phone to Android N, which is the newest version after Marshmallow, because it's N. And we were guessing what the the dessert might be. I think it I think the speculation is that it'll be Nutella. Because they already did a brand with Kit Kat, so I mean it's not that far. I can't think of any other desserts, really, that start with N, though. I think that you thought of one, and I don't remember what it is now. But, but yeah, so I did that. It's all right. They have, um, it's cool that um, Google started a new beta program that um, you can just you sign up for the beta program, and then you get uh, over-the-air updates to their newest builds. So I still have the beta build, but instead of having to wipe your whole phone and like sideload the ROM and everything and like all that stuff, you can just get over the air updates. And then they also keep it up to date with the newest beta builds. So that's pretty cool. It like made it way easy and you don't ha like, I didn't have to lose anything. So that's pretty cool. So how was it like super, how did you sign up for it? You just click, a I mean, it's for anyone. You just click a link, you just go to their beta thing and then say, I want to do it, and then your phone gets a notification like, oh, do you want to download the newest OS? Well, that's cool, because I know a lot of times people have to do all this, like, tomfoolery to kind of, like, get the latest yeah. stuff. I mean, so I think it's is... kind of a strange, like, initiative for them, because the whole point of having to do the tomfoolery is that, uh, like, it's kind of like a filter to have people who it's going to break their phone not do it. Because, <laughs> like, it's, like, not a real... It's not, like, official. Like, it totally could crash or it could lose all your data or anything. It's, like, it's not a daily driver, as they put it. But uh, I, I did it anyways. <laughs> if it crashes, you know, whatever. I can handle it. But... And then, like, they get usage data off of you. I mean, just, like, always. Except for that they can see when it crashes and... Like, it's just they get more stuff. So I think that they probably want a wider audience. But Got it. Got it. Yeah, so they're just yeah, trying pretty, to... Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. 
There's not really that many changes, though. I mean, the notification drawer is a little bit different, and um, there's like the the lock screen notifications are different. That's like the really... lock. Uh, what's so you know? I have anonymous uh, lock screen on mine, and I don't know if I like it that much. What do you mean? So like, oh, it's a separate one. So like, when uh, when I get a notification, if it, it's it's anonymous. So you can't see what the notification is. It'll just say, you know, messenger. And oh, yeah. No, I like to have it say what it is. Yeah, I'm, I did that I because I was... The, um, I also use, like, my Android watch. So, like, that gets my notifications, too. So I actually don't even use the screen notifications very often. Ooh! Another thing that I did do was set up my uh, Amazon Echo dot in my bedroom... And it's pretty fun. I set it up also with, I have like a Wink home automation thing, which is not the best, but I got it really cheap. And uh, I don't use it for any like serious, like, like I wouldn't like say that anyone should have a home automation like door locks and things. I feel like lights aren't too bad. Cameras are on the edge, but I mean, if someone like hacks their house and turns the lights on and off, it's like not that bad. But if it's like cameras or door locks, it's like way worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I feel like yeah. all of these like uh, cloud home automation things are not that good. I mean, like think, they're not secure, like at all. You don't think they're that secure, huh? They're like they definitely aren't. It's not that I don't think that they are. They like aren't. You're actively like, saying... like security is not even like barely a thing to them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, you. I mean, it's just that like not that many people are going to try to do it. You know what I mean? But I guess you yeah. ever see that sixty minutes where they like ha- they have the hacker hack the car. Have you ever seen that one? Uh, no. And have it like unlock and stuff. You, no, like like break, <laughs> like the car oh, yeah. can no longer function. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, that is crazy. Oh, but that, I so, mean, yeah. I mean. So by the way, you were I I had a cheap jab, but I feel like the point is, it's like I've I've missed the point where you were talking about you set up something in your bedroom and it was fun. And I was like going to say that was the first time anyone's uttered anything about something fun in your bedroom, but whatever, oh, I'll just let it go. Right. I, I give that a two and a half. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a stretch. I feel like that you could have better bedroom ones. Like, it's true. Uh, I mean, I feel like a mom one would be pretty relevant just because it could be messed up that it was your mom. You know, that's the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and uh tom yeah the eye patch that's that's by design tom says fyi it's not just fresher's hard drive but his eye patch is gone to hell which is the design see this one it like goes all over the place <laughs> um so uh have you ever been to vashon island i have i a couple of my friends like live there like in when I was growing up and like so I'd go over there every once in a while. And also the Vashon Ferry is the Fauntleroy Ferry dock, which is like really near my parents' house, so I'd like go by it all the time. I uh it's I got a, a, a private message from Tommy he said that was a cheap shot about the your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> it was not I mean it was less than a cheap shot. It was I mean, it could have gone with some other Alexa thing. Oh, I didn't even finish that. I have it hooked to my home automation, so it's cool. Like, my main requirements for having Alexa in my room is so I can ask what time it is, 
and I don't have to flip over to turn my light on to reach for the switch. So now I can just say, uh, Alexa, turn my bed light on, and then like comes on. It's pretty cool. Alexa. And then I can also ask it to like uh, do music, or if I don't want to flip over to like change my phone alarm, I can have it set an alarm. Or uh, there hasn't been that much good music that I wanted to play on it yet. Have but, you have you tried um, you know having it tell a joke or anything? By the way, I do. I do the jokes often. There are so many. Speaking of jokes, uh, there are so many jokes that I could have made just now about you lying face first. <laughs> I, I just can't. Yeah. The, the concept of you in bed in the morning going, Alexa, what time is it? Like, I don't know. There's there's a lot of co things conjure in my brain on why for I, sure. That's what I do. You conjure things. That's cool. You don't even have to be very loud, and uh, and I didn't. I have the dot, which I should have just got the regular one, but um, yeah, it has a speaker in it, and it works pretty good. I like it. It was like seventy five dollars or eighty dollars or something. I think we got the introductory rate on the regular old Alexa for ninety nine bucks introductory. Um, yeah, that is really good. Uh, we really we use it a lot, but sometimes when you're listening to music like really loud, it can't hear you. Oh really? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but we've—I've asked it a ton of questions, things that I think it might get right, like it might understand. But oftentimes, it just—I'm sorry, I don't understand your question. I know, but I'm—I like the home automation stuff a lot. It's really cool. That's cool. I mean, I um, so I've heard that the Amazon is going to start like incorporating that Alexa into a bunch of different apps and stuff. So like not yeah, I was actually I heard that they have a really good API. I was thinking about making some of my own like uh what skills they're called. Oh, that's cool. You could I didn't know you could do that. That's neat. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so apparently it's going to be like their next revenue source. They're going to allow people to use it. But I guess you're saying right now you can do it without even having to pay. It's just you could use their API. Yeah, I mean that's how the other things do it. Oh, I didn't realize. I didn't realize. Yeah. That's cool. So it's like open source, sort of. Yeah, that's why you can make your own. Um, you can make your own uh, Echo with just a Raspberry Pi. Like it's huh. like the whole thing. You can like just it's basic. I have never tried it, but it's like you send it the audio file of the the request that you want, and then it gives you the text back, and you can read it or whatever. Interesting. Like that's... it's totally like just an API for the whole thing. That's cool. Is this, so I just it, made up how that works. I have no idea how it really works, but it's probably it's something like that. <laughs> so, do you think that what it's doing is is that it's 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 parsing the data in text, and then when it gets the answer back in text, it just reads that text? Yeah, that's what, yeah. Okay, just checking. I just wanted to understand that a little bit better. I mean, that's what I think. I mean, I haven't looked into it, but that's what I think that it does. I really want. I think Google now doesn't um, doesn't like listen as well. I feel like that the thing that Alexa really like tried to nail down was the whole like just understanding like all different accents and all different things like really well in English. And it like does a better job than any other listening thing. But the Google one is cool because it understands any language and it's also like has better answers for like more complicated questions. I agree. The thing is, I don't know. It may have answers to more complicated questions, but it, it just—I feel like it has answers because it's inherently it allows you to like get search results for that query. But I mean, only specifically when it says things. Like oh, I, I like the calorie things a lot. Like you can say like, how many calories are in an apple, or how many calories are in a banana, 
or like how many calories are in like a McDonald's six piece chicken nugget. And then it will just tell you like stuff. Like, I don't think that Alexa does that. Well, let's see. Okay. Google. How many calories are in semen? Too many. Five calories. Five I'm calories. Naked yeah. It's like really good. The calorie thing. Cause I try to like keep track of calories is really useful. But then also just be able to say, um, like how to say something in any language. You can just say like, how do you say where's the bathroom in Mongolian? And then it'll just say it. Like that's super amazing. You could like anything. Uh, first off, I, I, I can't believe you're not marveling at the fact that it just told me that a, a semen is five calories. I can't believe you're not excited about that. And then it has 200. I mean, it's because it's already like, I knew, this, I knew that it would know. 200 to 300 million sperm amounts to What's five calories. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't say? I mean, come on. It does, uh, but it, I'm looking into some of the secondary things. It does say that, um, that it could be anywhere between five and 25 calories. So clearly uh, no, some, uh, yeah. <laughs> some people have special, what you ate. Yeah, special abilities. <laughs> Some people have special abilities. But, um, um, I forgot what I, like... Oh, yeah, Vashon Island, though. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, I went there over the weekend, and it is it is so bizarre, because, you know, you can only get there by ferry, and they have, like, three different ways you could get on, either from Tacoma, the Olympic, Pe- the Olympic Peninsula. Well, some islands have bridges. Um, <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> um, and the... <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're killing me. Seattle, West Seattle, Tacoma, and the Olympic Peninsula. And you get there, there's like maybe 10 restaurants, a couple parks, maybe, but it, they did have a distillery, a cider thing, a lavender farm, a bunch of farming stuff. But it's, a, it's pretty <laughs> much, it's like a hippie commune. And it feels like I'm not in, in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, it does, it feels Pacific Northwesty, but it doesn't feel like I'm like just, I could see Seattle in the background and it doesn't feel like I'm in Seattle. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a different place. Well, obviously, it's a different place. But I guess my point is, is that it's it's so close, but so far away. Inter- I know. It's like, it's really close. But then there's also, like, the people would always have to catch the last uh, ferry and all that stuff. And, like, yeah, it's weird that it's, yeah, it's totally weird. It's a weird, weird place. So, folks, if you were out here in Seattle, I know... <laughs> Uh, everyone here is dying to get out to Seattle if you're not from Seattle. take a, I, I would say it's probably the last thing, but you could potentially do it if you're on your way to the Olympic Peninsula. It'd actually be an interesting way to get from one to the other with an interesting pit stop in the middle. Um, it's kind of a bizarre place. Uh costs $25, though, or $28 with the person to get across with the car. So um, so I have, I have a bunch of interesting topics, Fresher. Do you want to go into them? I love your interesting topics. Okay, so this one, I, I'm going to rely a little bit on you and your expertise, but it involves time travel. Time travel? Yes. I think that we've uh, touched this uh, topic earlier. Oh, speaking of time travel, uh, a quick... Well, I don't know. I mean, basically, they did a experiment to prove that if you measure a photon in its um, wave state, which they've just like done in a different way than they had before, then you can uh, control how the photon acts at the transmitter. Whereas it like with the entanglement, but 
actually controlling the transmission by how you receive it, rather than right. just like by observation. Well, well, so it's kind of like time travel because it uh, messes up causality. Wait, say that again because that's that's a little. You said that a little fast. What I know I didn't. Ex- yeah, I didn't explain it that well because I'm just going into it as like without explaining it. <laughs> I mean, you know the uh, quantum entanglement. I'm aware of quantum entanglement. Yes. Like how when you measure something on the other side, it affects the entangled one at the beginning. Yes, I'm aware of that phenomenon. Yes. So when you when you transmit when like there's a light source and it like emits a photon, which is the like the particle way to think of light, and then it hits a it hits a sensor. That photon is absorbed, and so like at that time the photon is like absorbed by the thing and that's like the uh the particle way or whatever but if you if you measure if you if you have a different receiver that doesn't absorb the photon but they have some sort of quantum thing so it like just measures the wave but not the energy of the photon or something then it can make it not necessarily transmit from the the receptor from the other one i mean from the transmitter Oh, you totally love So what is this proving? It proves that you can get the information. So that means you can control whether the transmitter transmits it or not based on how you receive it, but you got the information. Oh, man, we're going to have to go offline on this one because I, this sounds fascinating, and I, but I'm not fully understanding it. There's, like a, there's a short, like one of those minute physics videos about it. But anyways, they just experimentally proved the concept like this week or something. Fascinating. Okay. And so, like, they always knew that, like, you know, if you could have faster than light uh, communication, if, like, you could have entanglement that would affect, that you would be able to control it without having to move them apart. And this is, like, kind of like that. Got it. Okay. So it's just another, is it, is it kind of like a theory on quantum entanglement? Is it just another riff on No, it's just an application. Okay. Okay. But anyways, time travel. Yeah, so here's my question. So there's, there was this, I don't know if it was a gag article, but they were saying there was a lot of uh, activity at mental institutions about people who were claiming to be time travelers from the future who were sent, to, um, sent back in time to assassinate Donald Trump. Oh, yeah? Have you seen, the, have you seen these stories at all? No. Okay. So, well, yeah, so th- this has kind of been happening. Like, apparently this is a thing that people are saying. Um, so my question to you is: do, Is it possible? Is it even possible to change the the? It, let's does this disprove the theory that time travel? If Donald Trump is going to be a terrible president, let's say he's going to be a terrible president, the fact yeah. that if, if Donald Trump becomes president, does that and he does then become like one of the worst presidents of all time and causes all this terrible, terrible stuff? Yeah. D- does that disprove the theory of time travel? Or not. So, I feel like, maybe we talked about it before, the most likely form of time travel would be the, like, infinite universes. And so there's multiple timelines. And so somebody time traveling would, like, not be affecting their timeline because it would be different than ours. And so then we could be on a timeline that time travelers didn't come to because it's the messed up one. So why would they need to save it? Because like 
we're not close to their timeline. You know what I mean? So oh. there's there's that guy who was a supposed time traveler, who was a uh, his name was I think John Titor. That is that is that is the guy. Yes, we have talked about him before. So okay. I mean, I feel like that is the most likely scenario of time travel, and in that case, it would be possible that nobody would time travel to come save us, unless it was there near. Um, I mean, it, it wouldn't matter to save us at all because they would only come for artifacts because they're on their own timeline. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He, his thing was his. He was saying that in his future, like the every all the universities turn into, uh, you know, forts and stuff, and then like the China after the Chinese. Uh, Olympics, that was the last one, and just all the stuff. But he was saying, but that might not come true for your timeline, but your timeline was close enough to mine that it had these artifacts that I needed. Another example of possible time travel that's similar, which I really like, uh, Rick and Morty. That's the um, multiple universes where it's not necessarily timelines, so you can't time travel, but there's all of the timelines going at the same time, but you can move move around like parallel in the timelines but not yeah. forwards and backwards, yeah which is pretty cool but there's still infinite of them interesting okay so, so if there's like a multiple timeline situation then it doesn't disprove that time travel is possible so you're saying that in time travel if you're saying that you would if i'm in you're saying there's let's say there's multiple multiple universes right Parallel or timelines or whatever. I guess yeah, they would be universes, right? So you're, you, ooh, what was that? That was a bang. I think Jeff like knocked something out upstairs. He's running around like a crazy cat. <laughs> so you're saying that uh, the, just because Donald Trump is in existence and could become potentially terrible, that doesn't necessarily mean time travel doesn't exist. That's true, but is here's here's you're thinking of it in a way more kind of like I think. Uh, kind of like abstract, well, not abstract way, but kind of like the, the T-Tor way. But what I'm saying is, is it possible, all right, the, like the Terminator time travel, so where you could go yeah. back and, and you could actually change the future, or, but it's not really changing the future, you're just sort of changing the future of this multiverse. Yeah. Do you believe that's in that? That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's what but you're Terminator saying. Terminator didn't have a multiverse. It didn't? Terminator does an inconsistent, like, time travel, like idea in what way is it inconsistent i mean because they're talking about the linear one and like it just wouldn't like i don't think their time travel thing is solid at all okay i don't even think that they try to make it it's just the idea I'm, but i've never I'm, actually looked into it that much i love time travel it's i feel like I mean, uh, it's an interesting concept i feel like every movie should be about time travel <laughs> every movie <laughs> What about does Star Wars consider time travel since it's far away and long time ago? No, only if they sent someone back in time to try to kill Vader as a child. Oh, that would be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would. Yeah, and then they. Yeah, exactly. This is what I'm talking about. Every movie should have a little bit of time travel in it. Yeah, I mean, what if time travel is possible, and that's why Trump is winning? I mean, it's that seems like just as likely of a case. It's because possible. it's so unlikely that he'd win that it must be time travelers affecting like all of the like stuff to like build up to this. Oh boy! If that's the case, then I really dislike time travelers. 
But, <laughs> but maybe they're up to something. Maybe there is. Maybe they were like, well, if uh, you know, Chris Christie was the president, we stopped him from becoming president because uh, to winning the election. So we know if Trump that Trump will lose to Hillary. So therefore, if we get Trump as the nominee instead of like one of the other seventeen Republican candidates, Hillary will get the nomination, yeah. thereby averting some sort of a catastrophe. I don't. I mean, a lot of people voted for Trump. Why would he, they not next in the in the real election or general or whatever? Well, because primarily the people who voted for Trump in the primaries are, first off, they're Republicans, and there's a lot less of them. He's alienated a whole slew of people, namely women and minorities. So if he if he, he can't win an election solely on men, white males. Uh, so if if all if it keeps holding true, he just won't have enough like oomph to get the enough votes to kind of win the election. I mean, well, it would be interesting to see once the, the like two final contenders are selected, what the polls are like. Well, they're already out there. Uh, Hillary's winning by like 10%. With Trump as the... Yeah, they're already Only polling 10%? on Only 10%? Yeah, but that's huge. 55-45, that's like, that would be one of the most lopsided presidential elections in the last, like, I don't know, 50 years or something ridiculous. Interesting. Yeah, because right now the polarization of the of the United States and the electorate, it's um, it's base like a a a base percentage of of a two party system gets forty yeah. five gets forty five percent just by existing. Hmm. So it's so you really have Number. to be you can't you can't get like you would have to be. I, I frankly, I don't even know how you could possibly get any lower than forty-five percent. Like you would have to be, I don't know, dead. Maybe like you died the night before the election, and then people are like, oh. <laughs> I want to see who their yeah. running mates are too. I mean, it's so still, uh, it's still ramping up this whole thing. Yeah. So there, there was speculation this morning on my way to work that they were saying that Donald Trump may pick Newt Gingrich as the uh, running mate. Interesting. Um, and then I was just listening to, listening to a podcast. I went for uh, a uh, walk after after work. I was doing a little walking to get my steps in. And um, there was some speculation, though. It seems unlikely that Hillary would select Elizabeth Warren. Who's that? So I don't even know she, who that is. Uh, so she's a female senator from Massachusetts who's pretty progressive. She's sort of in the same area, or I should say, zip code as Bernie Sanders. She's uh, like pretty progressive, but she's not. Yeah. She's not as progressive as Bernie, but she's close. She's like actually the perfect middle ground between Hillary and Bernie. A lot of people wanted her to. I mean, so what if Hillary Clinton was like indicted or something, and then like it was this other girl for the president? I think she would win like handily because I think a lot of people support Elizabeth Warren. I think a lot of people That's wanted to. Cool. They wanted her to run for president, but she didn't because I think she. Everyone in the kind of Democratic Party kind of moved moved out, let set the path for Hillary because they were like it's her time kind of thing. Huh. Well, that sounds promising. So I don't know. We'll see. I doubt she. It's, there's a lot of complications there because one, she's a. If if she left, vacated her Senate seat. Um, they have a yeah. Repu- they have a Republican governor in Massachusetts, and he would probably appoint a Republican to fill her spot. Oh, uh, you can just appoint them. I, it, I think it depends on the state, but yeah, in this case, I think that is the case where the Massachusetts would be able to appoint probably a Republican to fill her spot. Oh, yeah. 
So that might be strategically not something they want to do as a Democrat to kind of lose a key state and a key seat in the Senate. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Because she really doesn't have a lot of choices. I was almost like maybe Joe Biden should be should be vice president again. <laughs> Seriously. Like, Can you do that? Is there a maximum term for vice president? There is no term limits for vice president. You can be vice president forever for life. No way. That's pretty cool. I never even thought of that. Yeah, I mean, the only there's only term limits are is if if he became president, then he couldn't become president. So if he became Can you be president, vice president, if you were president before, that's a great question. I don't know. I wonder Can if Obama be? could be the vice president. I don't think Obama would want to be vice president. I, don't I think, think so. Obama. Well, could you? Yeah. I don't know. What What about Bill Clinton? You go where it could be Bill. Yeah, Hillary and Bill Clinton. Yeah. Wait. Oh. What? Oh. What if she did get indicted or like, I don't know if that even is like, I don't know what the case, but people were just talking about if she gets in trouble and then it would be the vice president. But what if that did happen and then it was Bill Clinton? Could he be the president if he like moved up from vice president? No, I don't think he could. I think it would have to go to the house, the house, uh, the, the speaker. So then the that, that invalidates the whole reason of being vice president. I know. That's why I don't think you could do it. Like if you've already been president. Oh, so you just can't. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I, or, yeah, it would invalidate, certainly. Uh, but there's also, like, I think you could be vice president not being bored in the country, maybe. I think there might not be a rule on that. Well, then you could, like, get the presidency even when you're not from this country? Huh. No, that's my point. So it would inval- I, I think the rules for vice president aren't as clear as they are for, or maybe they are. Maybe they're as, as clear, and I'm just I not familiar with that. I think that you'd have them. to be able to be a valid president. That's a great question. Why don't you ask Google that right now? Uh, I don't think it is. Um, so anyway, so what you were saying is, is that you're still not ruling out that there's been some manipulation to our timeline as it relates to Donald Trump. No, I'm not ruling that out. It's a possibility. (laughs) (laughs) So I I have a pretty, a mega topic and it's a topic I think everyone could relate to. What? It's the state of the U S movie industry. Oh, yeah. Everyone so, can relate to that? Yeah, everyone goes to the movies. Do they? Pretty much. Hmm. I would. I, here's the thing. What would you say? What do more people do? Go to the movies or go to McDonald's? McDonald's, for sure. No way. I say people who go to McDonald's. Definitely, 100%. I'm like 100% sure I'm not, that more uh, people go to McDonald's than go to movies. Wait, 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 wait. Really? I'm not... I'm not, like, talk, I'm not talking about, wait, wait, hold up. I'm not talking about visits. I'm just saying if you were to look at, I've done this and I've done this, this one thing being McDonald's and the other thing being movies, I would say that they're McDonald's, both. McDonald's, by far. I think 85. D- no way. Are you kidding me? <laughs> double, double. Wait, what's the timeline? What's the timeline? All U.S. citizens. In what period though? Like in the right last. Now. In the last Who are 12, alive. In the last 12 years. No, last Just year. Just all of them. At all. At all? Oh, then it's yeah, 100%. People who have it's, ever been to a movie and people who have ever been to McDonald's. I'd say it's 100%. McDonald's is more. I think it's 100% and 100%. No, it's not 100% and 100%. I definitely think it's 100%. There's definitely 100%. people who haven't been to McDonald's and there's definitely people who haven't been to movies. Are they are they dead? Because there's no people that haven't been to McDonald's. Yeah, are, wait, are you talking about like a infant child? 
Because then maybe, yeah, if they were born like I mean, I, I guess in broadness, yes. Because I said everyone who's alive right now in the United States. <laughs> okay. All right. Excluding, <laughs> uh, excluding children under two years old. Yeah. I say... I don't think that's a huge... De- well, okay, yeah. Excluding children under two years old, I think 100% of all U.S. citizens, have been to McDonald's and to the movies. I definitely disagree. (laughs) Wholeheartedly. No way! Everyone goes to the movies. There's no... And here's the thing. Even if they don't go to the movies, they've watched a movie on TV. Yeah, okay. Maybe. But I still don't think it's 100%. 100%. uh, Watching movies on something that's not in a theater broadens it a lot. I was specifically in the theater. Well, anyway, my whole point is about theater experiences anyway. I was getting to anyway. But I can't believe you don't... Uh, you are, I'm shocked. We're going, you and I are going to the movies I'm on shocked. Sunday. I'm shocked that you think that more people go to movies than McDonald's. No, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that they're both prevalent and part, of, and, and part of American culture. I can't think of something more that people do than go to the movies and go to McDonald's. Outside of, like, you know, breathing and, like, pooping and dying and, I don't know, watching TV. Uh, There's nothing more prevalent. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't put them on the same level. I don't, I, I don't put movies on the same level. I think a... Here's another thing. I think... More people, I, I can't even, it's not even close. There's nothing even close. You can't even. Even a professional, like, here's another thing, like a professional sporting event. I think. I know, I was thinking baseball is super American, but I don't think any, like, definitely not 100% of people have been to baseball. No, hell no. No one likes baseball. Nobody likes baseball. <laughs> so, uh, a lot of people um, like it. A lot of people like baseball, but not enough as many people as like movies. I guarantee you, if we went, if we, you and I, walked down the street, and I said, I asked the question, "Have you ever been to a movie?" Not yeah. only would they say yes, I could say, "Do you have a favorite movie?" And they would have an answer to that. And then if you went and you said, "Have you ever been to McDonald's?" They would be like, uh, "Of course, I've been to McDonald's." And then if you could, and you were, "What's the thing you love the most?" And they'll be, they would have a favorite item there too. And I think it's a hundred percent, a hundred out of a hundred. No, definitely not. A lot of people, I mean, it would totally depend on the neighborhood that you're in. Oh, yeah, one thing. yeah, I guess if you go to the graveyard and start digging up and asking skeletons. I mean, because, like, if you go, like, I bet a lot of people haven't had McDonald's either, and they'd be like, and they would, you know, say that, or they would lie and say that they haven't also. There's... I don't think very many people would lie and say that they hadn't been to a movie. But I'm sure that people haven't been to movies, too. They're like, fuck you. I only go to Wendy's and Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I was trying to think of how to look this up, but I can't think of... Yeah, here. I don't think it's very searchable. This is is a classic non-internetable of debate. (laughs) What percentage of people... This is all speculation. What percentage of the United... The U.S population has been to McDonald's. Oh, here it is. Google says 100%. Right there. Uh, really? Okay, all, right, first, all right, first off, just so you know, I typed this in. 
one in every eight Americans have worked at a McDonald's. <laughs> one in eight? One in eight. So that, that, yeah. that's already, already a lot of people. I'm telling you, it's, 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 I, there's no possible way. As a matter of fact, I just... <laughs> On, I looking. think I know at least three people who have never had McDonald's. No way. Who? Uh, there was that uh, girl, the super small one, who was a vegan since birth because her parents were or something, who worked at uh, our previous job. That's one of them. I mean, and there's, there's people who are just like raised, uh, like, or people who like grow up on farms or something and like, they, oh, or just Amish people? That's people. I, maybe. Uh, okay, just so you know, I'm just going to... I found some interesting facts about McDonald's here. They make 75 hamburgers every second. They feed 68 million people per day, about 1% of the world's population. Is it um, in the U.S. or, like, everywhere, right? Because if you're going worldwide with this, then I'd have to say that it's, like, way lower. Oh, I'm not going worldwide. I'm going U.S. I'm going U.S. Anyways, so what was your... What about movies? What, what about movies, Parlance? What about them? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's cut to the chain. Let's cut to the chain. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so uh, Sean Parker, you know Sean Parker of Facebook and Napster fame? Okay. He has a new product that he's he's about to release, and it's called The Screening Room. Anne, do you want to know what The Screening Room is, Fresher? The screaming room. I would love to know what the screaming room is. Not the, not the screaming room. The screaming room. <laughs> okay, I, I was like, whoa, this is different. No, S-S-C-R-E-E-N-I. The screening, yeah. screening room, yes. It's a, it's, a, it's a home entertainment device that costs $150. And it will allow you to buy first-run movies, like movies that are coming out in theaters, for $50. Yeah. And it's... It's causing a lot of kind of like people are freaking out about it. I mean, they had that other like for rich people one that cost like twenty thousand. Yeah, we've talked about that on the show. It's called it like lockdown. That one was called the Pris- the Prima, and it cost thirty five thousand dollars. Yeah, and 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 uh, but this and then one, the movie still costs like five hundred to rent or something. No, there was five hundred to own. Um, oh really? But, yeah, but this one I think I can't remember. But this it was one, still really expensive. Yeah, this one will allow you to stream it for fifty dollars, and uh, they're saying it's going to collapse the theatrical window. Window, and it has supporters uh, that that are lined up to do it, including J.J. Abrams, Steven Spielberg, Peter Jackson, and Ron Howard. It has its detractors such as James Cameron, Christopher Nolan, and Todd Phillips. Not to mention movie movie chains, which are freaking out about this. Um, I mean, I, like I don't see. I don't know. Okay, so... I, I could go either way. I don't know. What's the argument for it? Okay, so here's the argument for it. Let's say you have children you want to go see a movie. Yeah. You have to get a babysitter. That's probably minimum 15 to $20 an hour. Minimum 15 yeah. 
So you're going to be gone for three, four hours because you're going to do dinner and a movie. Right there, 45 bucks minimum. 45 bucks minimum. So wait, is it a saving money thing? I mean, because that's not... No. Well, think of it this way. It's, it's two things. It's two things. It's a saving money thing, and it's a convenience thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a hard sell for consumers, but what is, like, the benefit for the... Like, do you think they think they can get people to watch more movies this way? So I was going to lead into that next point. But um, so it says here that it's going to be $50, $20 of which goes to the studio. Now, I don't know if you know this, but, um, you know, when you you go to see a movie opening weekend, right? Yeah. And they talk about total box office and whatever. You know, there's like splits there, right? So like it starts generally like 85, 15 or 80, 20. Yeah. One to 85 or 80% goes to the to the, the studio and then the rest goes to the theater chain. Yeah. And the theater cha- the, the theater chain generally makes their money on you know concessions. Yeah, yeah, cuz it costs like $15. The other day I went to a movie and I got a soda and it was like $6 and I was going to get a refill on the way out and there was no refills. <laughs> I mean like I was kind of shocked. I mean, I was like, uh, can you not afford to give me a refill? I mean, the soda cost me like $6. (laughs) So did you get the large? Because I think they only refill on the large. I don't know, but I don't know why they don't refill on all of them. It's stupid. It is stupid. And uh, so I I forget what theater I went to. You know, they say if you buy the large, you get unlimited refills. Yeah. Right? So I went with a bunch of four people, right? And I got there really early. And we finished the popcorn really early. So I got a refill. And then they, yeah. pulled, they pulled a little, which I didn't even notice, there was a little tab on the, the bag itself. Yeah. And they ripped that tab off. So and they said, one refill? Only one refill, because I think no one ever in their history has ever got more than one refill on the large popcorn. I guess what? they say, yeah, I was, it's kind of annoying, right? And so anyway, it, did, it, was it, did it say unlimited? It did say unlimited. What? Yeah, it didn't say one refill. It said unlimited refills. But I think the reason I why guess they so, do that I, is... Maybe if you were sharing it, you're not supposed to share it. That's the whole point of getting a large popcorn. No one eats... I know, just... but I can see that being a policy. Because, like, like no, if you... Yeah. They didn't know I was sharing it. I went out... out I'm the only individual person that went out into the... But, I mean, if you go to, like, a buffet or something, like, you can't just get one thing and then just have, like, six people eat it. I can't believe you're standing up for the popcorn right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can just, it, I can see that making sense. Like, that's like a common policy, you know? Well, let me just tell it's you, I, I, I go to restaurants, I order a soda, my wife will have some of that soda, and they'll still refill that. Oh. That's against the rule. What rule? Where does it say that on the menu? You Don't can't share unlimited things. Sure you can. You, you, you're a classic example. You have you share a Hulu account with somebody. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm not saying like you know they're drinking all of the soda. They'll have a couple sips here or there, but they're definitely contributing to the the a line. A couple sips here and there. That's how it starts. <laughs> So anyway, any, so this and, service. So anyway, this service twenty bucks would go to the uh, to the studio. They're saying. So that's more than usual. I think it would be more. So because you know what I'm saying, like the like as the, the as a film stays in the theater longer, 
it, it actually reverts. So only 20% will go to the, the, the movie distri distribution company or the production company, and 80% yeah. will go to the, the theater. So it possibly, if, you know, it's, first of all, I think 50 bucks is really expensive to, go, to get a movie. Yeah. Like for I mean, I, I think it's reasonable for, like, it is expensive, but I think it's reasonable for, like, yeah, getting it at home or whatever. <laughs> right. If you have a family of four, 50 bucks is probably what you're going to pay to go to the movies anyway. Yeah, and, like, you know that people are just going to, like, have viewing parties or whatever. True, true. Um, I guess there, there, this is, a, I think, an industry that needs some disrupt, disruption. And... Um, but I think what it is going to do is it's going to start to what 3D sort of was. There's this, you know, theaters are going to start offering more and better things like you know, iPix where you get, you know, like uh, food and and whatever. But there, yeah, there, I like that. So there's this new technology called the uh, Barca. What? How do you say it? I, I let me say it so I could say it correctly. Barca lounger. No, it's called the Barco Escape. And it's going to be, it's this new experience. And if you look on our thing here, it's effectively three screens. So it's like one in the middle and then one on your left and Ooh, one yeah, on your right. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool, yeah. And, it, and if you watch it, it's going to be in, um, so they sort of just kind of released it, but they're, they're showing this Maze Runner, the Scorch Trials scene, if you watch the, like, the YouTube video on it. Yeah. It looks pretty cool. And it's coming out this September. So I think. Wow. What theaters are going to have it, though? I think it's going to be like specialty theaters. I don't know exactly who's going to have it, but it's going to be, it, it looks pretty amazing. If you watch the 35 second little clip on it, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea already. Yeah. So I guess my point is, is that as it, what it's going to do is it's going to push that theater experience to something like really experiential. Whereas just like, you yeah, know, I mean, I think that's, that's what it should be. Well, that's what it should be. And I think that's why James Cameron came out against this like box set thing, this box top thing, this screening room thing. Because James Cameron's all, he's such a douchebag. He's all about like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got to have like, you know, the theater experience. The experience. Yeah, he wants to control the experience. Exactly. So whatever. Get over it. Avatar sucked. Anyway. <laughs> the, I thought it was all right. Yeah, watch it again. And then uh, they're making two more of those. So you'll have plenty of time. To I know that's nice. It doesn't need a continuation for sure. I mean, the story is not good. It's like super typical story. Yeah, the 3D was actually pretty good, and I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so so this is, I guess, my point is that Star Trek, the new Star Trek movie, is going to have this as well. This yeah, that's 3D. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it's only going to be 20 minutes of the movie though. But what's weird is they said it's going to be while it's on the screen. So the movie's probably like two and a half hours. Only 20 minutes of it is going to have this feature. And they said during oh, the, during the other parts of the movie, it's just going to have some weird shit on the, the side. That's dumb. It's that's super dumb. Yeah. Well, you know, they used to do that with the 3D two movies too. Remember? Oh, you know, the Harry Put your Potter. Glasses on now. No, Harry Potter would have you would have the glasses on the whole time, and then only like two scenes would have the 3D. That's stupid. That's how Tron was, too. I didn't like that. Yeah, that's very common and kind of like they afterthought it for 3D. Um, but I guess my point was is that while we're seeing kind of like I feel like this uh, kind of weird game-changing movement potentially in uh, theaters in the U.S., I saw this 60, yeah. minute, this 60 Minutes story about China and the movies in China, and it's freaking crazy dude it's totally was, crazy what's going on in china with the movies well first off it's they they've really opened up there it used to be very controlled 
Okay. Yeah. Super controlled, but they still have a ton of control over it. But there was a bunch of interesting things that they talked about in it. First off, in China, 22 new movie screens a day are opening up for the last two years. 22. 22 new screens? Screens a That's day. A, lot. a day? A day. Okay. That's, That's the first crazy thing. Second, only 36 movies, foreign movies, are allowed to play in the Chinese theaters. And it goes through this really, yeah, really rigorous process. And it's to the point yeah. where um, American companies are opening up Chinese companies to kind of circumvent the... Oh, laws. really? That's a good yeah. idea. So, like, one of the things that was crazy is that... So, Kung Fu Panda 3, you know, that movie that came out last... I think it was, like, last winter yeah. or whatever. So, they made two versions of that movie. What was that? They, uh, yeah. they made an American version... And then they made a Chinese version where they took the, they just replaced the the from like the nose to the chin on the face. Yeah, because it's all CG, so they could do it pretty easy. So they did that, and so now instead of having a badly dubbed Chinese, now it looks like the bears are speaking Chinese perfectly. And That's because awesome. it was all, and because the work was done there, um, it didn't have to go through the whole crazy, um, rigorous process of being part of that thirty-six foreign movie selection. It was just allowed because it was made there. Um, Secondly, as we know, but it's becoming more and more prevalent, Hollywood movies are taking into account the Chinese box office because in some cases the Chinese box office is larger than the American box office. Yeah. And so they cast people who are Chinese or they make decisions in the content of the film to remove... Except for on the... the, What was the one that... Oh, yeah. Ghost in the Shell. It's Japanese. Yeah. Um, Talk about uh, racist. I know, right? Chinese ones like Ghost in the Shell. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I love it with sushi. Um, <laughs> it's just cat scraps. Um, the <laughs> um, so uh, for instance, they cast like a very famous Chinese actress in. The uh, I believe the latest Transformers movie, just to like have that person be in there, and plus they had all sort of Chinese product placement in it. Really, what? Yeah, they had like the Chinese Red Bull, they had the Chinese uh, credit card, all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, That's pretty cool. I'm excited to see more Chinese like merchandise. And then uh, Men in Black Three, they actually removed an entire scene from the movie because it had an unfavorable portrayal of Chinese people. Uh, yeah. And it wasn't even unfavorable. It was that the aliens were Chinese in the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the government also chooses which movies get made, but also chooses which movies could get released, including the, with the ones in China. And uh, they were they, there was one that almost didn't get released because it portrayed, it was a World War II drama, and it had it portrayed a Japanese soldier who was the a Chinese uh, enemy in World War II to have yeah. like to, to actually be have like feelings and caring, so they were like they that one was held up for a really long time. Because <laughs> yeah, it's they didn't want the they didn't want to show Japanese people with like feelings. So, but the craziest thing is some farmer dude who had like I don't know like a thousand acres or more than that. Yeah, a, a crazy amount of acres, and he built this movie like a movie lot. Yeah, and, and like and it's crazy. They were showing the 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 um. The uh, the they he re- replicated the old palace in Beijing like brick for brick. 
What? And, uh, yeah, it's crazy. And the thing is, because <laughs> you can't shoot in the old palace in real life, so he just built his own one. He built an exact replica, and it looks exactly like it. It's crazy. And, no way, um, that's awesome. Yeah, and then uh, on top of that, it's just like all sorts of other sets and stuff. And right now, they're at any given day, there's 32 movies shooting on the lot every day. That's like a super good idea for that guy. Just rebuild all the famous places. That's like, that's way better than them making those mega malls and like cities that are empty that like look like other countries. He spent a billion dollars on it or something like, I don't know how a farmer gets a billion dollars, but he went to Hollywood. He's like, I could do this on my land because he was like, China is going to have a movie industry. And so he just yeah. did it and he made it and he started doing with the, the old palace. And now he has all these sets and streets and all this stuff. But what's crazy is, and not only do they shoot movies on the lot all the time, they also yeah. allow people in the lot at the same time as they're shooting in the movies. So when they're shooting the movies, there's like a huge like crowd of people watching them shoot the movies. <laughs> That's like double, <laughs> double money making. That's like so good. This guy, he basically made a movie making theme park where they make movies. <laughs> it's like way... That's like such a good idea that I want to go there. I would go there. And then maybe you can be in movies too. Like it'd be so easy to get extras for free. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I'll just grab like 10 people, you know? But, and, and then they were talking about like, so there's like um, a bunch of like very, very wealthy um, movie executives now. One of them, I forget, is something, some, I don't want to be racist and be like the Wang brothers, but it was like something brothers <laughs> with a W. Yeah. And one of them was a freaking delivery man as a, for a Chinese restaurant in New York City, and now he's running a huge multi-billion-dollar movie studio in Japan and China. And no uh, way, that's awesome. Yeah, and and they're saying that that the, you know, America's the American studios are kind of freaking out because it's very possible within the next like three to five years that the the Chinese kind of like celebrity and Chinese actors and production will yeah will match if not exceed or be more relatable to the Chinese audience. So they won't even need kind of like. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, it sounds like they have way better resources and stuff to do that. This guy built a palace out of cement. I know. Like, That's so a, cool. It, I, I want to, this is, this was a 60 minutes like show. Uh, it was a segment on, on 60 minutes. So you're, this is a really long explanation of a segment. I mean, well, so sounds, I'm like I'm I'm intrigued. I'm gonna watch this. It's a 13 minute segment. Uh, it was called. Um, well, just type in 60 minutes China Hollywood. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. That's exciting. It's uh, yeah, it's called the uh, the rising in the east. Hollywood has taken notice, partnering with Chinese studios to making blockbusters as much for Chinese audiences as blah 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 blah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's totally crazy. It says here, in February, the Chinese box office brought in over a billion dollars for the first time ever, beating the U.S. and Canada. China, with its 1.3 billion people, is expected to become the biggest movie market in the world as early as next year. As next year? That's crazy. Yeah, I gotta watch that. Yeah, you gotta watch it just for the sheer fact to see that studio. It's ridiculous. That is crazy. Speaking um, of uh, industries, I see a note here that like there's a tech boom bust. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if it's a tech boom bust, but 
So you know how they, so it's interesting because they always say there's some markers to um, economic downturns. And they always yeah. say, oh, well, you know, if you want to know how, if things are going bad. <laughs> oh, well, these, the, you got to keep saying that voice. Like the, uh, the scientist from Simpsons. <laughs> with the with the with the jobs and the it's like I think I I, I kind of went into like Jerry Lewis there a little bit. Lady, love. <laughs> but so, what about it? What are the um, the signifiers? Um, so generally, they always talk about like secondary markets uh, kind of being impacted before the primary market. So, like yeah. for instance, before the U.S. goes into recession, you'll pretend a tendency to see like maybe Mexico go into recession, you know, because Mexico is kind of hit first because their, their economy is unable to withstand the kind of like downturn as it's much as, as resilient. The, yes, exactly. It's not as resilient. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, volatile, you know, China and all this stuff. But apparently I was reading this story here and it says um, there has been four times, uh, more than double amount of layoffs in the Bay Area this year than last year in the first four months of the year compared to last year. Huh. Um, so, I mean, it's not a lot of, no, it's not a lot, but it says here, um, they it's just had, like a trend. It's, I'm seeing it. Is this the early trend of potentially some sort of Silicon bust? So it says I think that, uh, up here is going to get more popular. Like it already has. I mean, in Seattle, because I think that basically the weather, like, I'm not super a fan of the warmer weather here, but I think that the weather here is basically going to be better, Cali better than California because California has like all this crazy drought stuff. They said that all the water restrictions now that they've had for the last four years are officially permanent because there's no like sign of like the droughts like ending. Like it's basically a permanent drought now. And so well, they have they, to like solve all that stuff. Didn't they get some water recently though? Didn't they have a rainy winter? I don't think it, it wasn't enough to be worth like they're not drought. I heard that it, they they permanent made them permanent. Okay, but, all right. Anyways, I I think that up here like is gonna be more favorable weather for other people. Even though I would prefer it to not be as warm. For sure. Anyway, I'm in the north, you know. Anyway, so these are just I just brought this up because and I I was speculate speculating here. Just to see that we've we're, we've seen a trend now. It's more than double than last year. I mean, a lot of these jobs are dying companies, but a lot of them are also because there's been a lot of consolidation in the businesses. So, like, yeah, yeah, a couple of businesses are getting together, so that they have you know, then there's excess employees and stuff. So, anyway, it's something to look at. That is interesting. What about the hyperloop? I like didn't have any notes. I'm just going on. You have so many good things to talk about. <laughs> I know. Well, today was the first day they tested the hyperloop. Oh, really? I didn't even know they made the prototype yet. I mean, I had heard about it. It's in Texas, right? Yep. They, they had its first public demo today. That's exciting. I didn't, I didn't get to, to read it, but it says here, uh, it says the Hyperloop Visual Tesla and SpaceX would move passenger-filled pods to special tubes at incredibly high speeds, which we've talked about. Um, but I, I wanna, they, have the, they actually have a video of the test on it. Yeah, I'm like, just playing it now. It's too bad that... like. Uh... Tesla's doing really poorly, like in stocks, because like a bunch of people quit or something. Well, he he raised his uh, production targets and then fired a bunch, or either he fired or they quit of like their head, their essentially their head of like production. So yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know. It's it's possible that they're potentially 
having some problems. Remember though, their their uh, EPS or whatever, like their forward projected earnings, are the stock price is way way more expensive than than it's actually profitable. So you have oh, really? to, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like the the value, I, mean, I have to stock, and I'm below purchase price now. Oh boy, yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> it's yeah. It, there's a lot of let's just say air in the Tesla stock right now. But if it delivers, it, it could be amazing. But again, it's there's it was pretty bought up a lot, and I don't think necessarily the stock price matched its actual reflected yeah, I mean, its actual. Just like yeah. basically every other stock ever. <laughs> well, no, there's some stocks that are actually worth more. They're worth less than what they should be worth because they don't. You know, for instance, like if a company has a million shares and they're worth. Four dollars each. That's four million dollars. But they're making ten million dollars a year. That means the stock is underpriced. Does that happen though? Yeah, that happens occasionally. Occasionally, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, stocks, man. Ugh. Well, they talk about forward projected earnings, right? Yeah. So a lot of people buy stocks based off of what they think the company is doing, not necessarily what the company is doing now. So if you say that the stock, there's a million shares out there and they're making four million dollars now. But you think, and that, and the price of that stock is four dollars, right? Which means it's the exact same thing, right? But you think in ten years that they're going to be making forty million dollars. That means the stock would be worth forty dollars. So you buy, yeah. you you could say, oh, I think in in ten years it's going to be worth forty dollars because they're going to be making forty million dollars. Then you could say that's a buy low opportunity because you think the four projected earnings would be less than what the what the stock is currently evaluated at or is priced at, right? Yeah. <clears throat> So anyway, I like that you end that on a. <clears throat> that's very classic. So that's, anyway, uh, less than less than uh, what you would forecast. <clears throat> <laughs> so fresher, I don't know if you know this, but uh, that we're part of a, a a podcast network. Oh, are we? I know. I'm I'm excited about the network. You should but, be uh, excited about the network. So I was listening to uh, the Puzzle Warriors City, which is one of the many shows on our network, and they had a sponsor for the Monterey Tourist Bureau. What? Like they got a sponsorship? They got a sponsorship for their one segment, and That's let me exciting. It's pretty exciting. Um, I am going to Monterey uh, at the, in the end of the month, um, but like I don't, uh, I I can't believe that uh, that they would. Um, that I, I it's not because they told me to go there, but their 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 reading wasn't very good. <laughs> so anyway, how, uh, how do you like? I didn't even. Yeah, I can't even. Basically, but <laughs> so what are some of these other shows in our network? Well, we have Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, uh, Puzzle Warriors Three, uh, Prodigal Sons podcast, uh, the Prime Defective, a Star Trek, uh, new Star Trek one. Whoa! Uh, 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 uh Jeez, there's so many I can't even remember. Um, Profane Arguments is a atheist podcast. Um, that's it. I think that's all of them, actually. So I did a good job there. So many, I couldn't even remember. But anyway, check them out. They're all above average. <laughs> I like it with the eye roll. For those of you who are listening to this in podcast format. <laughs> but yeah, Ori, and you can check us out on YouTube, on our channel, Fresh and Par, or t- tweet at us, at Fresh and Par. Or check out our website at freshempires.com, which is pretty out of date at this point, I think. I think, like, yeah, 
we need to get back on things just like always. Oh my gosh, I haven't updated that site in a long time. We need to do I that. Know, I know, yeah. I think it's like 10 episodes behind. I didn't even get the week before last on the podcast yet because like the audio format was wrong or something. Uh, <laughs> so behind. Yeah, so anyway. But we're doing it. We're doing it. We're almost at 100. I know. Let's to it. 100 is where... Is, Nobody thought we could do it. Nobody thought we could do it. I frankly, I won't be convinced until we hit end show on 100. Yeah. So, but that's not where we're stopping, folks. No. We're not. Okay. Anyway, people, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being part of this spectacular episode. If you have some theories on time travel, please let us know. If you want to go, uh, I don't know, talk about movies. We like movies. Or if you have an opinion on whether more Americans have been to movie theaters or eaten at McDonald's, we'd love to hear it. Okay. Because it's definitely McDonald's. It's 100% both of them. Anyway, (laughs) this is Parlan saying sayonara, muchachos. And this is Fresher saying later taters.